Star Trek, The Nerdy Frontier. These are the discussions of the Good Time Society. Their continuing mission, to explore each episode, to seek out new topics and ridiculous observations, to boldly watch what they've already watched before. <laughs> We're so happy you're we are here. We're a quaint, a quaint group We're of not. friends. I don't have any We're memory, not. but I just feel like I want to be pleasant. I want to evolve. I want to get out of this body. I just want to be a being of light. I feel like we're doing a community stage production where we're all in like caterpillar costumes, but yeah. we're going to turn into butterflies. <laughs> but it's all in black turtlenecks for some reason, too. Like. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Why do these caterpillars have berets on? I don't understand. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a regionalism That's choice. right. It's Transfigurations, the next episode on Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> The next yeah, episode, something twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five. 25. Yeah. Episode twenty-five, the second to last of this season. Oh, I mean, good news is we're about to be in season four. Bad news is we're almost done with season three. Yeah. Well, I think right now this is where I would say we've hit like the Star Trek Next Generation like formula. Like Wesley is now in uniform, uh, and like. <laughs> And we've got all of these things, like we've got an established uh, uh, sort of formula for each of these episodes that we can come back to. And this is just a, some would say maybe filler uh, between major plot points, mm. because now you can just have the monster (laughs) of the week or the puzzle of the week that's not really a puzzle. I don't know what you're talking about. This feels like a really core episode because Mm. the will they won't they of Jordy and Christy is finally Mm. resolved. They will. Was it? Oh, <laughs> they will, and they have. They did, <laughs> and uh, yeah. several nights this they week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that your one key example is Wesley's finally in uniform. There it is. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just right. what we were waiting for. It was waiting for the uniforms to shift, and then Wesley gets in one. <laughs> no, I didn't the know next I one. I was waiting for so long. I misspoke. We have not had uh, Troy in uniform yet. What's her that uniform? That happens pretty late too, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. She gets like a science outfit at one point. She's supposed to be yeah. in a science uniform. Yeah. But like as Xander, I think you pointed out, like she's sometimes just dressed as like a, a civilian like, I guess, more approachable, less uniform. It's because she's the sexy character. She has <laughs> to be in the sexy clothes, I guess. Yeah, I, guess so. I mean, there's a lot of sexy characters in this show, though. I think they mm. really didn't know what they had. Well, it was all on display in the uni- in the uh, new sort of uh, uh, body suits that these aliens used because we sort of saw everything, and they weren't really used properly, huh? Okay, I want to talk about the plot of the episode. So, yeah. um, the first thing that we come across is that Jordy doesn't know how to talk to women, specifically this one woman, Christy. Worf is going to show in the ropes. At the same time, there is a, a humanoid who's crash-landed in a vessel on a planet. They go to rescue him, and this person has a lot of special characteristics, and Beverly... Uh, develop in trying to heal this humanoid develops a close relationship with them uh, and then someone comes looking mm. 
yeah. Wow. Like right away, I, I didn't know if they were really playing off of the, the idea of this, but Worf says something to Jordy along the lines of, like, they need to see the fire in your eyes. And he's got the visor on. <laughs> oh. Ooh. So no one's going to see the fire in oh, Jordy's man. eyes. <laughs> so no one can see Jordy rolling his eyes when he's yeah, told that. Right? So I was like, I wonder if, if there was any consideration on making that a joke or they I don't didn't think so because I think, I think Jordy knew he was speaking somewhat proverbially because Jordy follows it up as like, you know, what would I say to her? Because he knows it's about the passion of it, right? But then Worf comes back yeah. with something about like words come later. It's the scent that first yeah. speaks of love. Something gross. <laughs> I think makes that's totally valid. It, it is. Makes he's a lot right. Of sense for a Klingon, yeah. and yeah. makes a lot of pheromones. sense for Georgie, Jordy because vision is not his primary sense. Yeah, Love he that. sniffed out yeah. Christy long ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we knew that Jordy was always awkward around women because he was dating the holodeck before. <laughs> that's where Christy made her first appearance. Actually, She's, okay, is that the same actress? It's the woman who I think he was on a date with in the holodeck where he like conjured that beach, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it yeah, didn't yeah, go yeah. so well. She oh, was but that not person. the same as the doctor that he No, built. and so that's who I thought too, Dr. Leah Brahms. That's yeah. who I thought it was. I was like, wait, she's just on board the ship now? But no, no. It, this is that same woman from the first scene. That makes sense. I remembered referring to a Christy about him, but Christy really came around. She's thought about it. She, you know, initially was like, I don't know if he's the guy for me, but she's been thinking about him because she flirts with him in 10 forward as Jordy gets completely tongue tied and doesn't know what to say. So, of course, Worf responds with, I have much to teach you about women. <laughs> so I have a question. If you were Christy in that scenario, right, you come up and you talk to somebody and you've get, gotten hints that maybe they have feelings for you and you see them just totally bomb talking. And like before she's even <laughs> turned around, he's lowered his head to like the, the bar yeah. and disgusted himself. What do you do at that point? Do you like turn around and be like, give him a second chance? Or do you like, they need to have a moment and I'll come back later? Or I'm like, what would be your reaction? If I like him? If, yeah, if you were Christy. Just ask him out. Oh, so he has the, the meltdown and like head on bar. You would come up and just be like, hey, let's go do something. Yeah, because she's obviously flirting because she likes him. And then he gets so tongue-tied because he's obviously nervous and likes her. Mm. So uh, in that situation, you got to make the first move. I mean, Christy was, what was she doing? That, mm. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I give him a moment to like process his shit. <laughs> See, that's, I had the same thing of like, I, I had the inst instinct of like, why is she walking away? But I'm like... No, I'd probably walk away, too, and just sort of let him handle it. And then send him a sweet note to his quarters later, just being like, hey, yeah. I just want to hang out. Let's go back to the holodeck and try again. No Hold talking. On. You know what? <laughs> Better idea? Don't walk away before Don't you can form a single sentence. You patiently wait for the words like, to come. He was struggling. But yeah, then uh, they get this distress signal, and they beam down... Uh, or, and then Data's like, oh, the radiation levels are fine. I was like, maybe check that uh, yeah, before that was going so to the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Good catch. Yeah. Just a tip. None <laughs> of your skin is boiling. The radiation levels are fine. Huh. Mm. <laughs> Who would have thought? Also, there was a lot of strolling in this episode when people should have been running. Like, a lot. Crusher was especially just kind of walking around. Check it. Yeah, especially at the end. But here, Crusher was just walking around the crash site. And then, oh, a body. Okay. Do, do, do. And then that's poor some, direction. Yeah, but then some like surprisingly gruesome makeup. 
Like the bloody sort of burned skin, seeing the teeth through yeah, the, the molars, like, right? You're like, that was very intense for something like this. Yeah. That's true. But they did need to show that he was on the edge of death, that it would not be an easy recovery. It would be tough work for Beverly. One sure. think. There's one other, to your point about rushing and walking and running at inappropriate times, um, Jordy's being awkward in 10 forward, and then he gets the call saying, like, go now. And there's a walk and talk happening through the corridor as they're going straight to transporter. He was in 10 forward. So is there off time, or are you just like a doctor always on call on this starship, and anytime you're needed, it's not like your second in engineering can take your spot. No, you just must always go. Yeah, so there are shifts, uh, and so in this case, like, sometimes the alpha shift would be on duty or whatever, but whoever is the head engineer or head doctor or whatever would get called in for special emergencies no matter what. So, yeah, as the chief of engineering, Jordy would be on call forever. <laughs> Even on in the, the middle of sleep. You have no off time. Yeah, if something goes wrong with the ship, it, it, then everyone's dead. <laughs> okay, so when a doctor has time when they're on call, but they're not at work, they do not drink alcohol. That's what I was wondering. Great, great question, yeah. So that's why it's synthahol. Uh, they, it does not have the impairments of alcohol. And uh, Then why do you drink it? <laughs> hmm, that is a question. But yeah, regular alcohol is not allowed on starships. Well, I mean, for officers. Cool. Well, I just resigned from Starfleet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything from the replicator. doesn't impair you. I didn't realize this. Yeah. It, I think it has it's like some sort of like psychotic beneficial effects without the impairment of it alcohol. It makes your liver stronger. So it stronger. makes your face numb. <laughs> some, both of those are correct. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. So we find a John Doe who actually takes that name for the remainder of the episode, which is such a strange but mm. also welcome change because every single mm. time we do these, I'm always like, so Vlalnar, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I can never remember who it is. But now we just got John. <laughs> we got this light being named John. He is unconscious for the whole first act of this, right? Like mm -hmm. he's being repaired. And so we get a lot of but medical drama. But he still impresses puzzle. Beverly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got the... He's remarkable. Resting genius face? I don't know. <laughs> because of his super regeneration and mutating cell structure. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> this was the most confusing stuff because, oh, first of all, doesn't something happen to Jordy that he gets? Yeah, so when yes. the, when there's a really weird techno babble scene with the um, with Crusher on the planet when they're trying to at least resuscitate him because they can't beam him directly to sick bay because he's too yeah, badly yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah. Right. Point of clarification: Since when can you not be beamed when you're injured? Right. Well, it's just... they they made for it with the interference. They made the sky cloudy, and that's always like there's uh, a, there's always like on. okay, this planet also has some interference. So transporters. Right. Right. I feel like when they came up with transporters in the 60s the 80s and 90s writing team was like oh god we have so many <laughs> interference scenes <laughs> yeah yeah of things going wrong yeah. but uh normally i really like to follow along the techno babble stuff but for this episode i just couldn't it was it, tough I, no yeah. it was uh so before we go too much further i should say that this one was this script was uh, a, a struggle for the writing staff this is the second i could tell yeah this is it the was a struggle for me too <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, this is yeah. No, I agree. It was a struggle. The this is a, the second episode. Uh, this is from Memory Alpha, written by Renee Eschiavaria. Uh, this is the person that uh, I believe they sold 
the offspring as like a as a spec script, right? That was the one where Troy gets pregnant. No, that's the oh. child. This is oh, the oops. one where Data uh, builds. Uh, oh, lol. 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 lol, lol, That's a good one. Raffle. I don't remember. Yeah, wow. lol. John. Uh, it's wow. <laughs> uh, there's a quote here after selling the offspring to the show I went back to New York and Michael Pillar the one of the executive directors called me a couple of weeks later and he had, a he had a story that was dead in the water it was a premise they had bought involving us finding some crash ship on a little moon and there's a man who's basically dead and we use miraculous 24th century medicine to bring him back to life we practically grow him back, but who is he? What's the story? I thought about it for a while and came back with the basic idea of transfigurations, that someone was evolving out of their human form and into an energy being. We've seen both of these stories before, but we've never seen the intermediate step. Huh. Yeah, huh? Okay, sorry. I need to go back to LOL for a minute. Mm. The name of our previous episode uh, in which we refer to when Data is kidnapped and he just goes, wow, 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 and he oh! doesn't make any sense. He was remembering his child I when he forgot. played with that weird turtle. He was You're, just saying her name over and over. That was him mourning. <laughs> wow. That's wow, why wow, wow. the connections, yeah. they go deep. I we want this to be a new Star Trek conspiracy theory. Like it. But it okay, was sorry. still uh, the scratch track that wasn't supposed to air. <laughs> <laughs> He's essentially just saying, baby, 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 baby. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay. To your point about the script writing being difficult, being given a very half-baked idea and baking it three yeah. quarters. Because <laughs> that's, that's the, I think, the main issue that I have with the structure of this episode. The par part of the, my, the main reason that I like Star Trek is to figure out the mystery along with the characters. And for this, there wasn't really anything to figure out. Things were happening to them. And there wasn't any input by anybody. You know what I mean? It was a weird... Yeah. And it also resolved instantly. Like yeah. his his big two displays of power were when O'Brien came in after kayaking and had his dislocated <laughs> shoulder or whatever. And there was no drama to it. Just the guy walked up. He's like, I remember touched. I'm good at this and yeah. touched him and healed him. And then there was a more dramatic scene with Worf trying to subdue him when he went to try and go take over a shuttlecraft, right? And then Worf full on died. Dies. Yeah. Breaks his <sighs> neck. There's a lot I want to talk about in all of these scenes. When Worf falls from a balcony, they specifically do a stunt shot where they you see him land flat on his back with his neck elevated. Whoa. Don't get that shot. Get a no. far away <laughs> shot of a dummy falling if you're going to one second later say his neck is broken because we clearly saw him land flat on his back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, who knows when the neck was broken. That could have been something in the toss or whatever, but... Whatever. There's also like massive spinal injuries that could I don't know, but I I hear you. The the yes. stunt work is a thing for sure. But like those those were just too. They he displayed his power. Then we're like, oh, he's good at this, and then we move he's a on healer. every time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, I agree with you, Xander. There's no mystery to things. There's not enough drama. Like as we were talking about, there's a lot of strolling in dramatic scenes. Like his attempted escape. Like yeah. Beverly Casual. literally had her hands in her coat pockets as she was talking to him. She's like, you need to come down from there. Don't do this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, just when Worf falls and they all walk over and she says Yeah, she just strolls. She strolls. And so does the whole gang. Was there no running on set this day? Was that like a rule? Yeah, that was the rule. Maybe somebody had fallen down and been injured and they decided <laughs> there would not be a repeat incident. 
It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so what we know about John Doe he, before he wakes up is that his cells are mutating. Beverly's very impressed. There was wreckage <laughs> in oh. space uh, that Picard finds, but he can't figure out. They assume a ship blew up, but they don't know how many people. They don't know where they're from. They don't know why. Then he wakes up and he has amnesia conveniently. Yeah. What, uh, sorry, just the point that we were making before. Doesn't Jordy get like hurt or something on the planet side and he... Yeah, we healed? completely dropped yeah. that thread. Right. And yeah, also yeah, yeah, the yeah. story drops that thread a little bit. But yeah. like there's an, an energy transference between his brain and uh John Doe's, which right. needed they, to happen oh, to stabilize his That's what it was. It was the medical technobabble of he's like she Beverly said, oh, I need a functioning brain system or something like that that to transfer this Can over to. Can someone volunteer? Don't ask for what till after. I just need the volunteer first and then I'll tell you what it is. Immediately Jordy's like me. <laughs> it's like what? What do you mean? <laughs> you sure we don't need your brain? Like maybe more than other people? Okay, it's fine. <laughs> so theoretically, he could not be transported because he's too dying. And then mm. she has just these like little um, metal diodes. squares that diodes. Yeah. She sticks on their foreheads and is like, "Okay, your brain is gonna brain for him." Right. And then he can teleport again. I think it was like brain waves. Isn't that what she described? Yeah, so like stabilize. It needed something. a pattern to follow to be able to be stabilized because his electrical firings weren't happening, right? Now and that we're talking about it, this may be the he was becoming the energy being and he needed to stabilize with a human to be more human. Because mm. otherwise he would have turned into that energy mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. right then. Oh. And that's why he be- had the amnesia and became more human. That's a, this back. is me justifying it. And honestly, I <laughs> like your explanation so much better than the lack of one we got for this because he just like doesn't remember things until it's too late. And he's just like, I'm going to go do this thing now. And I don't know why. Yeah. But we think th- temporarily that we're suspicious of him and he's lying because he does have certain memories as they slowly come back. The right. other thing to your point about Jordy's thread being dropped, he immediately knows how to talk to women after this brain link happens. But then we're to think that he's been corrupted or something evil is going to happen or he's yeah. like poisoned or needs an antidote or something. And no, at Nothing. the end, it's like, actually, you just got to boost the confidence from a star being. You're welcome. Not only this, so we have Jordy acting out of character that we had established this episode. We also have Beverly, which they did not develop this like re- romance relationship at all. So in my mind, I was like, is there like an emotional pheromone or something that's like, Messing with everyone on the Enterprise as well? Like I'm guessing they probably had a romantic element that they scrapped for time or something more important. In like an early draft, it was there. And then we're seeing the re- remnants of it, you know? It felt really out of character. Yeah, it was there. I, I disagree. I okay. thought that the romance was the only part that kind of made sense. He was like huh? warm and fuzzy. And she, uh, as she describes to Wesley, she knows that there is sometimes this bond that can form between doctor and patient. That's like, you know, the parallel of Stockholm Syndrome where the there's feelings that develop because of the intimacy of the relationship. And the caring. And, and mm-hmm. I did feel that from both the actors that they were playing that. Um, and, and it wasn't really scripted and it wasn't supposed to be. It was just 
she does something that kind of shows she's interested in him and, and John Doe does the same back to Beverly and uh, and then it's never pursued really because he turns into a glowing ball of orange light. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like I think it's called the Nightingale effect. But oh. like the you're Florence like Nightingale. I think that's what it's after. Um but no, like it definitely I don't is. understand why she fell for him in the first place when he was unconscious. I guess I don't know what his redeeming uh, quality. <laughs> uh, she was interested in his physiology and why it was such a mystery. Once he woke up, he didn't know anything, but he just had like this kind and gentle nature that she mm. was attracted to. Right. Maybe Beverly's in delight beings and she's right. never really had the chance to encounter one thing. before. Honestly, yeah. who isn't? Right, right. Can we just briefly at the end when they say goodbye, yeah, there's was like good... this hand nuzzle where the actor, you know, the Gates effects so for this episode were tricky. They it couldn't... was just a like Zentai suit. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. The full body, full face suit in yellow or orange. And yeah. so she's acting against a guy who has stretched fabric over yeah. his face. And He'll then, fix like, it in post, I'm sure. Yeah, rubs a gloved hand on her as she continues to nuzzle. And there's like one nuzzle too many against his she, hand. She like follows it through in a in an interesting way. But no, that stuck out to me too. Yeah. Look, we've sat through t- some those first two seasons with some, some rough makeup and some rough special effects. But that, I think, was the most embarrassed I had been yeah. when I saw, you can see the suit so clearly. And like the wrinkles the on the zipper on the head. I was like, no, guys. What no. happened? You have to turn up the intensity on that glow for him. And this is also remastered, isn't it? Like, yeah. they didn't remaster that further? Like, this was I, the theater well, scene you were talking about in the beginning where everybody's in a turtleneck except it's all in the orange yeah. suit. To be fair, it would have been broadcast in less definition, so it was probably good enough without blowing it totally out. Sure, but still... Like yeah. it feels very, yeah. it feels very much like the green man suit. But they had like the, they went to the warehouse and got a discount at like <laughs> jumpsuit paradise or something like that because everyone had an ill-fitting jumpsuit. They spent enough money on all the diagnostic equipment inside of uh, sick bay. Like there was a thousand different tests and lasers we subjected him to. I did appreciate the fleshing out of the sick bay. We got to see some yeah. nurses. We got to see Beverly in command of the sick mm-hmm. bay with other people doing work and stuff. That was nice. A lot of blank amount of cc's of blank. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Love those. There was one nurse uh, with the short dark hair that ran in after. (laughs) Oh, so John Doe starts having these like weird spasms and weird pain, which we know when we start to see his chest glowing gold that maybe (laughs) due to the name of the episode, he's going to transfigure in some way. But Mm. uh, (laughs) that was another example of someone moving in a very awkward way when they should be running instead. Because this um, nurse just comes into the room as he's spasming and fell on the floor. It's like, oh, no, Uh-oh. medical bay. It's really awkward. Did you? Did either of you understand what those glows were as you were watching? Because I feel like no. we only figure out this energy being thing at the end. At the very end. Like, there's no hints about it, right? Bes- nope. I mean, if you ca- I don't count these as hints. I count these as occurrences. Yeah, like, no, that's why it was so frustrating. Because you can't figure this out. Right, right. Okay. I was just felt lost and I didn't know if I was missing something. I thought he had explosive diarrhea from the way he screamed, I have to leave, and then (laughs) burst to steal a shuttle. (laughs) I can't poop on the ship. (laughs) (laughs) I can't let Beverly smell it. It would be so superhuman. So embarrassing. (laughs) 
Goodness. Uh, also, one of the other techno babble scenes, which I really was like trying to pay intense attention to, was the tracking of his home system when Jordy and Data are trying to like match up the data from his computer to the Pulsar stars. You, your blank expressions is me. telling me that you didn't even remember that no. scene. Yeah, no, I completely blanked. I yes, remember this scene and I remember they, checking out during it. They recovered like the ship in a bottle engine thing. It was like a blue jug. And they're like, this is part of the engine. How does this go? But we're on break. And then they set it aside. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they also like had it in 10 forward. Like, you guys yeah. should not be carrying this no. alien memory <laughs> alien banks around engine, your, yeah. your synthahol drinks. Well, anyway. it's only synthahol we found out. So it's only synthahol. But it's like not exposed stakes. wiring and stuff right. like that. And, but yeah, they, they figure more out, right, with Data's they, help? I don't even want to get into it. But the point is, is that they decode it in a way that like it's kind of a visual picture. And then they use the data from existing star charts to figure out what it means. Right. Oh, that's how they found out what planet he came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. And this is when we get the false, like... Oh, I thought you didn't remember anything, but now you remember that you really don't want to go back to your home planet. For some reason. Which he explains reason. with, well, I was in an escape pod, meaning I escaped, meaning I was running away. So whatever previous me, wa- me wanted, it wasn't that. Isn't it better to have him just be hiding this stuff instead of this whole amnesia story? Because, like... It just makes us think he's bad all the time, which is just these constant red herrings that don't ever really matter. But it's also a a blanket sort of plot fixer, right? You can just say, oh, well, he forgot. He didn't know. (laughs) Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's too like, oh, well, moving on. Let's have another occurrence. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. That would have been a better way to do it because his hesitancy to share all the information could be that the previous civilization that knew something was happening to him wanted to destroy him because the next thing that happens is that Zalcon is the, the people, the planet that he comes from. And the Zalconians catch up with the Enterprise and they say, we had four escaped felons, uh, three of them we killed and one of them got away and you've got them and we want them. Please. I mean, if, if he... They didn't say please though. No, uh-huh. they didn't. I think if it had been that he was hiding, then they would have had to justify he knew that it wasn't a sickness, it was an evolution into the energy being. And I think they wanted to play up that he thought he was sick and dying. Uh, and was trying to escape and didn't know that it was, like, going to get better. Well, technically he didn't. He technically didn't. Well, they've revisited a similar type of storyline in Discovery and did it way better uh, in the Kelpians. Like, there was a whole species that believed that once this thing happened, they died because they were being killed to be kept subservient, but really they Mm. became stronger type of thing. Mm. So... Yeah, they they there was a better way to do it. <laughs> yeah, because he's just being mysterious the whole time, and he, even he doesn't know why. Yeah. So then we're just left ignorant for the 45 minutes until the, the, the orange suit scene. Because then these guys show up from his planet and say, yeah, he's a criminal. He We were going to execute him. And that's when the memories come flooding back. Yes, on my planet, there are some people who are outliers. They show some glowing orangeness and that's when they get killed and told that they're sick and it's a disease but him and three others decided that they knew better and that what they had maybe wasn't bad and they were going to escape to see what happened unfortunately for the other three um another thing that's kind of off is after he turns into a gold glowy star 
Uh-huh. He has this holistic vision of now that I know what I am, others Alconians will follow me. Thank you for helping my people, you generous people on the enterprise when nice um, bow as far as we know the people uh, from your home planet hate you yeah (laughs) um he also gets other god like godly powers he can snap the zalconian captain onto the enterprise like yeah an instant transport along with other powers I mean, well, one of the main powers that he got, and I don't know if he was directly or indirectly responsible for it, but all of a sudden, everyone stops breathing. That was oh, that yeah. was traumatizing. Yeah, that was like, like everybody the on the ship. Sentences. Yeah. What is and that? And you see everyone choke and like pass out, basically, except for he calmly stands up Again, and touches no Beverly. No hurry in No here. hurry None. whatsoever. Then wakes up Beverly. She casually is like, oh, it's good to see oh, you. Yes. I couldn't breathe for a second there. <laughs> Let's go check on what's happening. And they see someone on the ground and casually stroll over there. Oh, Just, she, and she puts her medical equipment out. And then, uh, and then he's he like, puts no, it away. Put it away. Okay, Stupid. now. And, you know, you think they might one by one go find everyone who's struggling to breathe (laughs) on the ship. I was like, Picard has died. (laughs) Shortcut, if I touch the ship, then everybody's healed. So thank God that my healing power works through technology as well. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think like, oh, there was a problem with the life support, but he was fine. What's happening? So Zalconians must have some telekinesis in order to mess with the oxygen level or to immediately make everybody's larynxes close. Mm. Because I think it was the captain of the other ship that caused everybody to start to die. Was it? Because was he like, like, like using the force over communications? Honestly, guys, I thought so. I, I don't know if there's anything explained. Like, I was looking at Memory <laughs> Alpha for this too, and there's no description of it. Like, here's what the synopsis says during it. Uh-huh. It says, declaring that Doe has corrupted the Enterprise crew as well. Sun- Sunad motions to his bridge crew, and the Zalconian ship creates some kind of effect that causes every member of the crew to suffocate. So the Zalconian was responsible. The ship was, yes. yes. Maybe a weapon. Oh, what? <laughs> what is Why? happening? Yeah. The, this. So here we go, guys. I think this is it. It's like this episode is just a bunch of band-aids. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, it's a bunch of like soggy band-aids that are rolled <laughs> up from a pool that you collected in the filter and said, hey, is this anything? And they weren't even that sticky in the first place yeah. because they were just like, uh, you know, a third party oh branding. They didn't really care how about the quality and of the band-aid itself. one of the band-aids itself. was Wes in a uniform, and you're like, oh, that, oh, that. that works. Yeah, no, keep that one. That band is good. Everything else thrown Now away. we've hit our stride. <laughs> okay, Maybe so. Maybe O'Brien in the kayak uniform. <laughs> um, favorite episode? Well, yeah. I guess here's my creative question for you both is how would you fix this if you were called into to do so we needed more information but yeah about the zalconians and we needed more of the trail that maybe data finds with that engine i also think there was there should have been some sort of like alien effect in the atmosphere that was affecting beverly's feelings and what happened with geordie yeah there were tidbits of interesting things that could have been woven together like this feels like 
someone planned a campaign in a D&D session and the players just kind of did whatever they want. And you're like, the doctor's ro- romancing? Okay, we'll go along with romancing. But, you know, okay, everyone's suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, Xander. I never thought of it like that. But you're right also because, like, you can hear the DM struggling to justify what's happening. He's like, okay, yeah. he's now remembered this memory. Exactly. But he doesn't know why he's running. This was an NPC. <laughs> For sure. Oh, I like yeah, this explanation. I, I like our rewriting we did earlier of yeah. he's hiding it on purpose. Right. He yeah. knows and he's scared of of humans yeah, uh, right. or of in, of the Federation. Yeah. There could so much have been a trans storyline here. Like inherently, I feel like something else is inside of me. I'm a different person, but everyone else Ooh. is scared and they don't want me in contact. Like there was yes. so much potential there. I'm ready but, to reveal my true self to you, Beverly. Right. And it's better than ever Star helping stuff. others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that would uh, fun. Gentle right? metaphor. But no. But no. Well, I think we wrote it better. Yeah. I'm happy with it. But Jordy's just a little changed. I do remember at the end as he leaves, like, Jordy remarks to him, I, I feel, what does he say? Like, I'm a little bit of a different person. He's like, no, it's someone you, you always were. A different, yeah. You just unlocked it in yourself. I, we don't really know what it was. It was just like no. a... Confidence booster shot. <laughs> I like to think yeah. of maybe a near-death experience. Oh, okay. We could like all that. use a little booster shot yeah. sometimes. That's true. Right. Also, Worf died. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. He's going to have a series of back injuries throughout this show, too, as I recall. Yeah. I'm just, if I were Worf, I would wake up and be so angry at Beverly. I'd be like, I felt how slow you walked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So much strolling in this episode. I don't get the it. The last thing I saw with my dying <laughs> eyes was you casually strolling to my body. <laughs> well, friends, we're going to get our own booster shot of Star Trek next week when we visit the final episode of season <gasps> three. And it is one of the best ones, as I recall. Oh. Because it's part oh. one of the best of both worlds. Oh, it's happening. The Borg begin an invasion of Federation space and capture Captain Picard, turning him into one of their own. What? That's insane. We'll see it next week. And <laughs> this is just futile. <laughs>